gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice. Superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the Hall of Justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them like actually fighting crime. Seth Everett is the best there is at what he does, bub. And what he does is the Hall of Justice podcast. Go, go, go with a smile. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Hall of Justice. This is my favorite time of the week. This is a hopefully your favorite time of the week. This is episode 221. Jeez. 221. We have 221 of these. Um, first of all, how great has WandaVision been? Uh, we did the episode, the breaking news last week of, uh, holy crap, who's on WandaVision. That's, that's, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do a full review in a couple of weeks, basically when the show ends the following Thursday, uh, we'll do a full recap of WandaVision. We also announced, uh, that Victor Dandridge, who has been a massive, uh, part of this hall of justice, uh, is going to take a step back. He's not leaving. He's still going to be on the show, but he can't do nearly as many as he had been. And uh, we are going to the bullpen, man. We are bringing in the the Trevor Hoffman. This is the the Mariana Rivera of the bunch. And I was saying this off the air, and I really do believe this. There is going to be a faction of people who listen to this podcast that are going to be like, him, really? That's awesome. That's so cool. And then there's going to be a huge faction of who? What? Yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. Mo Lightning, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> God, thank you, you, thank you. Uh, I appreciate being uh, on the podcast here. I don't know uh, who that Victor guy is, but I hear he, he's all right. Now, for those of you who are Comic Con regulars that know you, they are like, "Oh, this is awesome! You're on the podcast." For those of you who don't, those of the listeners that don't know you, uh, tell us what do you do for for for, for your main gig? Who are you, and how much of a comic book <laughs> fan are you? My parents asked me the same thing. Who the hell are you? Oh, you're one of our kids. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i a morning radio host in central Illinois, rock radio, so I can be a little sarcastic at times, but took a break from that to uh, to work for Comic-Con, worked for Wizard World, traveled all uh, all across the states for a couple of years there as a onstage moderator, uh, loved it. So he and I, Seth and I have some shared experiences, which I'm sure we'll open up about here moving forward, but like Seth, I'm also a podcaster where uh, my longstanding one for 15 years now is uh, WrestlingAudio.com, where I get to work weekly with WWE Hall of Famer Devon Dudley. So if you like the pro wrestling, check out WrestlingAudio.com. Well, you were there when this podcast was conceived. Yes. It was meeting you, just, just a little bit of a history, um, in 2015, uh, I was working for this outlet called Con TV. Mm-hmm. And I started going to a bunch of comic cons and Mo worked at wizard. You were full time at the time uh, yep. at wizard and we met and you were one of the people who introduced me to the other folk, the artists and the storytellers. 
at these cons. And what I realized was you could do a grown up level podcast yep. with these storytellers and treat it like I treated sports for 25 years, which is with passion. And it's not a geeky podcast. It's not a nerdy podcast. And I don't know. This is my memory is vague because uh, what I do remember was I liked the idea. I, I wanted a name for the podcast that would signify that this was not for kids, that you had to be a grown up to, to, to get this podcast. And I suggested, and I don't know if it was you, it could have been somebody else. It might not have been you, but you would remember if it was somebody said, oh, cause I said, what about the hall of justice? You know, the building from the super friends <laughs> and someone at wizard said to me, you're out of your mind. You're going to get a cease and desist. You'll, you won't get 10 episodes out of this. <laughs> Let me remind you folks, this is episode 221 and DC people follow me on Twitter. So too bad. <laughs> hey, that's great, man. That is awesome. Uh, although I gotta be honest, when I think of hall of justice, I think of the super friends and then I think of the wonder twins and, and then the right, adorable little podcast. monkey. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just saying that's what I think of. The two people that got into the name as much as they did that it was notable was Alan Burnett, who worked on the Super Friends. Mm -hmm. That he thought that was so cool that someone like remembered that building. Like he he drew that building. He was like, that building's the name of a podcast. I said, Yep, don't tell DC. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the other person was uh Cress Williams, who is Black Lightning, but okay, he yeah. was also Steel in um, uh, the, the, the reign of Superman and the death of Superman animated movies. Mm -hmm. And we had him on the podcast and I said, welcome to the hall of justice. He goes, get out of here. That, that's a name of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you have a backup ready to go? Just in case DC's yeah. like, eh, okay, time's up kid. And, and I thought after Zack Snyder, cause you were around when Zack Snyder happened, Zack Snyder oh, yeah. came on. Uh, and rip Superman fans, and we got written up in, in Variety. And I thought oh, that was absolutely going to be the cease and desist. I will officially name this show the podcast formerly known as The Hall of Justice. Okay, all right. I, I have the open ready. <laughs> do, you, do you have a symbol ready to go as well? Since you're going to be formally known as, you're going to be a Prince Light, Prince of the pop world or pop culture world. <laughs> uh, well... People said, "Did you were you going to do a Prince podcast? No, I'll do something that steals his name. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, we'll do you have ready. any outfits like Prince? We'll be ready. And it's so funny because there are sometimes people from DC, like Jeff Johns follows me on Twitter and mm. Jim Lee and like some of the high execs at DC. And I'm just like, I'm waiting for that day. Now, Walter Hamada does not follow <laughs> me on Twitter. And I'd love to have him on the podcast because I have a feeling that DC's come under a lot of fire recently and, you know, yeah. Joss Whedon and this whole Justice League shenanigans. And that should be really, really I, weird. I love that. Even if they come crashing down on you this week, heaven forbid that happens, you got 221 episodes in Before. under that name <laughs> with a lot of DC support behind it. Dude, that is an accomplishment in itself. <laughs> And I, I, I do remember, like I said, I don't remember, I just remember conceptualizing the podcast and I remember running it by you. I, I do remember that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, lo, lo and behold, uh, you know, slowly but surely, it, originally it was a hobby. 
And now, I mean, hell, we have sponsors and we, we have an audience and who, who the hell knows? Uh, and we have it. <laughs> and so it's it, seriously, I, I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart sure. uh, for coming in and hanging out and, and, and being a part of this. Um, we gave you a softball to start. This episode is going to be so easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this gets so much harder. <laughs> uh, I will That's say what she is, said one little bit of breaking news and i want to give a shout out uh real quickly to uh, mike who uh sent this to me literally as we were getting ready to record uh dc has announced a six issue uh digital only comic book called i'll just give you the title and you figure it out what it is superman 78 and hmm. batman 89 you know, I actually saw the Batman 89 announcement. I didn't know about the Superman one, but I, uh, I like that embracing of the uh, classic on-screen versions. Well, and what it is, and they were quickly quick to point out in the Superman one that it's before Superman 2. Okay. All right. So she doesn't know. <laughs> okay. All she right. Did, she didn't, if your if you're, um, uh, version is the Richard Lester version, she jumped off of Niagara Falls. If uh, if you're if you're Richard Donner loyalist, just like the Zack Snyder loyalists, uh, she shot him in a test scene. And, and that's how she found out he was Superman. But uh, th that all didn't happen. And I believe uh, in the Tim Burton, uh, Tim Burton, Tim Burton's not doing this comic book. Uh, but uh, Sam Hamm, who wrote Batman, is. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is pre Batman Returns. So there's okay. no Selena Kyle, no um, right. Uh, okay. Max Shrek. <laughs> now, so so do you have faith in this this mini series, or do you think it's just uh, capitalizing off of uh, the soon to be Michael Keaton buzz again? No, see, I love it because I saw, I read in the only comic books I read now. I read Smallville season eleven. Okay, I thought that was genius, and I read Batman sixty six, mm -hmm. and I read mm -hmm. Wonder Woman seventy seven, and they captured the tone of those shows okay all i asked for and they did a better job than for example marvel did with x-men 92 x-men 92 was very complicated whereas <laughs> wonder woman 77 you literally need to have seen one episode of the show and right. you're humming the song while you're reading this thing and it was it was that easy and I, what i'm hopeful is is that they come up with storylines i want to see Billy D. Williams is Harvey Dent. Yep, yep. Oh God, that would be awesome. I and agree. With heard that. I was a just rumor. about to ask. I'm like, are they keeping everything true to oh, the Batman '89 awesome. movie? Well, and if you remember in the sequel, the sequel was originally Tim Burton. If he had his druthers, wanted to have a Robin character. Do you know who? This will all come full circle. Do you know who Tim Burton wanted to be Robin in the sequel to Batman? I knew at one point, but I don't remember offhand. Prince. Okay, that's right. I do remember reading that somewhere, not oh knowing God, if I should take that awesome. seriously or not. I just want Prince going, holy something, Batman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we definitely have to get you in a little Prince Robin outfit there. Could you imagine if that was if that was I'm case? trying not to imagine that, no. 
This episode is presented by GoClip. And you know, the COVID-19 pandemic is still here, even though we're all excited about the vaccine and the possibilities of returning to whatever normal is, we still need to wear masks. And GoClip is a new product that's out that can actually make it easier to wear masks. Jeff Eagles is the co-founder and chief product officer of GoClip. And Jeff, Jeff, tell everybody what this is. Well, this is a, a great new product. It's it's a brand. It's part of a brand new category of products that we're calling mask optimization products. You know, there's a ton of different masks out there in the marketplace that people are using, uh, from medical grade to, you know, sort of homespun uh, styles and you know homegrown businesses. And we've really looked for solutions that make wearing all of those masks uh, more comfortable, more convenient, and a safer experience. So this particular product allows you to uh, attach the ear straps of a mask um, to your piece of headwear, and it works with all different types of headwear to relieve the pressure of ear straps uh, off of your ears uh, and make it a lot more comfortable to wear face masks. Basically, it's two clips that you can clip to a hat, a scarf. What, what other things can you can you attach these to? Can it be the straps of a helmet? From baseball cap to knit caps um, to headbands uh, to visors to surgeons caps. I mean, we've tested this on all different types of headwear. Um, so yeah, it attaches wherever uh, on the hat that you need it to attach to provide the most optimal fit of the mask. So if your straps need to uh, be a little bit further back or a little bit further forward, depending on the length of the straps and the elasticity of the straps. Basically, this helps you keep the mask on, it keeps it on in the right place, and it doesn't wrap around your ears. Exactly. So it's a lot more comfortable, especially for people wearing, having to wear masks for uh, six, seven, eight hours at a time. You can imagine shift workers, restaurant workers, food prep, frontline caregivers. Uh, creates a, a lot of relief of that ear pain. It also um, provides different storage options for your mask. So when you're not using your mask, um, it allows you to store it up over your forehead, over the bill of your hat. For example, um, instead of putting that mask on the car seat, on the restaurant table, on the um, in your pocket and all these different places that really uh, compromise the safety of the mask. And they come in black, white, navy, royal, and red. You can check them out at their website, thegoldclip.com. Jeff Eagles, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Seth. Don't forget to go to www.thegoldclip.com and check out GoClip because you still need to wear a mask. All right, the episode that we're going to do, uh, we're going to, and I thought about how to do this, and I, I, I think I think I have the, the, the solution. Okay. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. You know, we, I haven't done a lot on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's something we all read all the time. Mm -hmm. You always check out Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's really come about from fans. I mean, it was really, yep. this is, it was not a media outlet. And now, you know, movies will put in their marketing, you know, yep. what it's certified. Rated, uh, yeah, uh, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, kudos to them. And I don't know who these guys are. I, I, I don't know much about Rotten Tomatoes, but I did see that they did a list of the top 75 superhero movies based on their rankings. Yep. Yep. 
So their rankings are not, and it's not their critic rankings. I think it's their fan rankings, correct? Uh, I took it as overall consensus. Either way, a lot of these movies are going to be pretty similar, at least near the top. Right. And I don't think, to be honest with you, I went down and we'll go through these movies. What I thought we could do is go through the movies and we could decide um, it's better than ranked, worse than ranked, or pretty much where it should be. Okay. All right. And I'm allowed, and you're allowed, obviously, um, if you didn't see it. I didn't see every movie on this list. Oh, slacker. No, no, you you didn't see every movie on this list. God, no. Oh, no, no. (laughs) Are we starting at the, we started at the bottom of the list? No, start at the bottom and we'll just go through. And and I'm sure there's going to be movies that we disagree. And I, it's like a game of war. You know, if we throw one card out, if you throw a six and I throw an eight, then I win. If you you throw a four and I throw a jack, I win. But if we both throw nines, we go to war. Well, I'm telling you, I, uh, I cheat. I got cards up my sleeves, buddy. (laughs) Like, okay, I'll get, I'll give you an example. Number 73, I didn't see the Powerpuff Girls movie. No, oh, BS, you didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. You did. see, uh, I, there's, there's a bunch I didn't see. I did I didn't see, see number 75. Let's start with I'm, number 75. Okay, uh, we'll start Mystery with Mystery Men, 1999. Saw you know, it, liked it. I liked it. I, I think I would probably put it higher than number 75. I wouldn't put it necessarily top 50, though. Okay, it's ranking on Rotten Tomatoes is 61%. I think it was just weird for the time. I, superhero movies hadn't really kicked in yet. It's not it's what a year we, before X-Men. It's not what we've come to know. And so you go back then, I think if you watch it in hindsight, you could appreciate it more than you did back then. 74, the 2003 Ang Lee Hulk movie. Again, I, I'm fine with where it is. I, see, I'm, I'm I, I didn't hate okay. it. I didn't hate it. I'm thinking that's okay. I mean, I didn't hate it either. I liked Ed Norton uh, in the gig, but it just it's unfortunate. And no, it's is weird. that no, or is that the uh, Eric Bana one? I'm sorry, that's the Eric Bana one. That's the right. This is the Eric Bana. Which again, Eric I Banna didn't mind went, that either. The Hulk dogs were a little weird, but well, and the and the way they presented it as a comic book. Remember, they would put it in panels. They did. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But I liked it. I liked the attempt again. It wouldn't be made like here in 2021, Connelly. but yep. Right. And it's not a Marvel cinematic universe. Yep. Um, and I remember that was the first Marvel screening I went to in New York city. I remember, uh, back then I did a show, a radio show with Todd McFarlane, who's been on this podcast and he hooked me up. Uh, we had interviewed Joe Casada, and he hooked us up at the late great Zigfield Theater uh, in New York City, which doesn't exist anymore. And that was the first time I went with a Marvel pass. And I thought that was really, really cool. So well, I, yeah. I, I don't hate that movie. <clears throat> no, no, I, I could see that. I mean, at the time, like the special effects were pretty badass. Yeah. And he was all CGI. Yeah. Uh, OK, 73, the Powerpuff Girls movie. I didn't see it. I haven't even seen a single episode of the show. I know Tara Strong's in it, right? Yeah, and we like and we like her. <laughs> yeah, we that's, do like her. She's she's a, a sweetheart, but yeah, I can't say I've that's seen all I got. That's yeah. all I got. Uh, number seventy-two. Now I will note that when we originally conce- conceptualized this list, uh, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty-four was in the seventies. However, I think the Rotten Tomatoes score went down because number seventy-two is Spider-Man three. 
at 63%. 63%. Wonder Woman 1984 is not 63% right now. No, no, that 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 went down. <laughs> that definitely went down. And like you said, this could be uh, fan-oriented, and fans didn't seem to to, to really latch on to Wonder Woman even I was as much so as the critics annoyed. did. Wonder Woman 1984 is down to 60. So it would be uh, off this list. Um, Wonder Woman 1984 was such a disappointment because I was looking forward to it so much. And when on this podcast, when the Mulan controversy happened, when Disney announced that you had to pay $30 to mm-hmm. see Mulan on top. The premium. And I, and I said then, I said I wouldn't pay $30 to see Mulan, not because of... Thirty dollars. It's it's because I, I wasn't being cheap. I didn't want to see Mulan that badly. Oh, I'll be cheap. I don't mind. I pay thirty bucks on top of that. You kidding me? But I said on the t- at the time I'd have paid seventy five dollars for Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Damn high roller. And I was grossly mistaken. Well, glad that you didn't spend seventy five bucks on it then. We 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 eviscerated that movie. <laughs> And so it's not on this list, but Spider-Man three is at number 72. Um, you could argue Sony is to blame for that movie, not uh, Sam Raimi. Uh, they sandwiched in too many bad guys and it turns out to be a hodgepodge. Um, everybody what? talks about Tobey Maguire dancing. And at, at that point, <laughs> Tobey Maguire was old. I don't think that's the issue. I think that if you take the Sandman story out, if you take the Venom story out, and yeah. if you make James Franco more of a character and less of a cartoon, you have a story there. Oh, I agree. I agree. You could probably even keep Sandman in while keeping Franco and the Goblin stuff in there. I actually still think 72 is too low for it. I wouldn't exactly put this on the best of all time, but there are enough positive moments and good acting. Well, not from Franco, but from others, there's good enough uh, acting that I still enjoy it's almost like a guilty pleasure movie of mine i agree so so it should be higher that's the first one so far that should be higher i guess hulk is also higher uh 71 swamp thing 1982 i never saw that i saw it as a kid and i don't think i grasped it at that time and i have not revisited it so i would probably say it's right where it should be oh okay yeah that's fine uh number 70 at 65 percent Watchmen from 2009. I love that movie. I would say that's that's too low. That that's too low for that. While I do not praise the movie as much as others do, I enjoy it. It's very well done, and some people it's still just think like that the is, book. It's, some people think that's Snyder's best works to date. Still, I would I would stand by that. It it's 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 literally you could follow along if you have the trade paperback. You can follow mm. along the movie. He he takes it all from the book. Um, I thought the visual effects are brilliant. I I thought I liked it a lot more after its theatrical run. Okay. I can see that. Because I I had to pee for like the whole third act. (laughs) (laughs) But in being able to see it, I remember even I saw the director's cut, which is even like it's three and a half hours. And but you can pause it. I was like, yeah, no problem. I, I I I can do that. And I'm, that's why this uh, Justice League, when it comes out, man, oh my God, four hours. Yeah. And that's, I heard Deborah and not doing Snyder, the episodes either. Deborah Ann Snyder said that there's chapters 
And there's going to be fade outs and titles of the four chapters. So there's good breaking points if you want. So like a bad Tarantino film? Well, originally they were talking about making it a four part series. And I like that. Yeah, I thought that was a smart idea. And I like the idea of doing it, even if, if they did it over four weeks. Make me want more. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's not that much confidence in it. I don't, I don't, I don't think there is. Uh, number 69, Aquaman. Hey, oh. 69. Sorry. I'm on rock radio. I, I'm immature I, like that. This movie's way too high. That's high. You didn't like this movie. No, God. It's, uh, Aquaman was a dumpster fire of a movie. See, what I think of this movie is that I thought everything was really authentic from the book, except for him. And oh, yeah. for James Wan, the one thing that he didn't get to pick, he picked Everything in this movie <laughs> is he didn't get to pick Momoa. Zack Snyder did. And I thought that he tried to make Aquaman regal, which is what Aquaman is. And that Aquaman's not regal because he's all right. No, yeah, that, that Aquaman's the Wolverine of the DC universe right there. Badass character that women swoon and guys swoon over him. I guess. I, I, I guess. I, <laughs> I thought he was a fish out of water. He he was he was the problem with that, uh, with that movie. Um, number sixty eight, The Rocketeer. I never saw it. Uh, I would say this is too low for this one. I never it's saw just, The Rocketeer. It, it's good, a little slow build, uh, but it's just a good, heartfelt movie. There, you feel for the characters, and you're rooting for the hero at the end, and that's that's all you can ask for in a superhero movie, right? Number 67, Thor, the Dark World. Too That's high. Thor 2 for those of you scoring at home. No matter how much Marvel tries to go back and, and justify this movie and make sure it's important, it's not. But I love that they went back to this movie. <laughs> they didn't go back to, to the first one. They went back to this movie. I love that. It's, I love it's, that. it's a fine movie, but it's definitely one of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe's weaker offerings. And that's fair, but at the same time, you could argue it's the lowest rated. Uh, again, according to these rankings, it's the lowest rated of a MCU in continuity movie. Yeah, and you could also argue that it got a lot of rewatches when Endgame came out. Sure, I bet I a lot it. of people it's... resaw that movie. I did. I re I rewatched it, and it's it, it aged okay. You know, it, it like when it was when it came out, it was a disappointment because it was right. too all. It was too out there. But now that you know what you know and you know the journey that Thor takes, this is a chapter in that journey. Okay, it's, that's fair. If it's a chapter in a book, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you were reading this this great American novel, the Marvel Cinematic read. Universe. I hate reading. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give me the pictures on the screen, buddy. <laughs> but if you, could, if you could say this was just chapter seven, mm -hmm. you'd be like, okay, move on, chapter eight. You, you wouldn't go, oh, this chapter, that's hideous. But as a standalone movie, it got panned. And, but it's, it depends on how you want to rate movies, too. I mean, like, you and I, we're diehards. We follow all of this stuff, Marvel movies, DC movies, all of that. If you are more of a casual fan that's not married to watching every single one of these, you're just going to watch this movie as Thor, The Dark World, and you're like, what the hell was that? Right. Should you have to have knowledge of the other movies to enjoy other movies right. obviously it helps but you know you still gotta worry about the story here and now 
Uh, all right, number 66. We're cruising right along here. Uh, number 66, The Incredible Hulk. Now, that's the Ed Norton. Yes. Liv yes. Tyler, uh, William Hurt, who comes back. Um, this movie is in-universe. This has uh, Natasha, uh, mm-hmm. Black Widow. This has Tony Stark in it, Nick Fury in it. And it's chapter two of this book, the Marvel Universe. Um, Does I dug this it. have Black I, Widow in it? I didn't think she'd been introduced yet. Doesn't she find him in the woods? No, that was uh, that was Avengers. Like when he's on the run. Oh, okay. But yeah, what about was... when you find him and he's in the woods and it's 17 days since incident? Yeah, that was that was the beginning of Avengers. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is before she had been introduced, but you got you got the other people in there, like you said. Uh Tony Stark in the post credit scene. Right. Uh talking to And at uh, the time that was wild. Oh yeah. Yeah. General Ross. Like, oh my god, it's happening. Avengers is happening. Uh <laughs> I like this movie. I don't love the movie, but I think it was a good Lonely Hulk sort of movie that really kind of shows that he's on the run, but he wasn't lovable enough for Marvel, so they they changed direction. Do you uh, believe that um, the Hulk as a character is improved with Ruffalo? That's number one. And number two, do you like the arc that he's went, went on? The Planet Hulk stuff, um, you know, and then he becomes Smart Hulk at, at the end of it, and I didn't love that. And uh, I, uh, well, I, I don't know if Ruffalo has added anything. In my opinion, I think Norton would have done this just as well. Uh, but I do like the overall story and the overall arc uh, of the Hulk. Even the Smart Hulk, I'm all right with, but we lost those five years. And if we have all of these Marvel TV projects coming out, I would like to explore how this came to be. Maybe She-Hulk helps with that. Probably not. But I would like to see how we got from point B to point C on this one. Yeah, I I, I would love to to know more about uh, his story. And -hmm. and you could do it in She-Hulk. And supposedly Ruffalo's in it. Uh, Supposedly Kristen Ritter's in it. uh, My girl, Jessica Jones. So there's hope. There's hope there. Um, All right. So I would say higher uh, on 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 Incredible Hulk Uh, Citizen Toxie, the Toxic Avenger four. (laughs) I never saw this at all. Okay, I I was uh, just a superhero movie. I'm a huge B rate movie fan. Uh, I'm a huge trauma fan. With that said, I love this movie, but it does not deserve to be this high. Okay, and number 64 is the Toxic Avenger. I would be okay with this one. The first one was still seriously handled where by the time you got to citizen uh, toxi things were outrageous and over the top and they weren't even trying to be a superhero movie anymore all right uh number 63 is a movie i love one of my favorite movies of all time uh unbreakable yes now i'll i'd say this one's probably a little too low and it's funny because i love this movie um the future uh Shyamalan verse <laughs> Shamaverse, the Shamaverse, uh, uh, let me down, but ultimately, uh, Unbreakable is still a great, great film. All right, so, so how far into the Shamaverse did you not like? Was it split or was it Glass? I thought Glass was disappointing. Okay, Split, I didn't love. Okay, all right. Um, and it was funny because I ultimately suggested. <laughs> 
um, you know, back then when glass was coming out, I hadn't seen split and I thought split was working too hard. Like it was too many. It was, it was too much. Mm -hmm. It was, it was almost like the multiple personalities. There were, there were too many of them. Do you think, do you think that would have been different had you not known it was already connected to that world? Just watching split as a standalone movie. You can't go back in history. Right. Yeah. I thought about that. Yeah. Uh, either way, we're we're talking number sixty three here. Unbreakable seventy percent, which is still a good score overall. But I, I think I think it's too low. I think it's a very underappreciated film. All right. So if if Unbreakable starts this this wing, there are still movies that I thought should be higher on this list. Here's an example: sixty two and sixty one are better than sixty, fifty nine, fifty eight, fifty seven, fifty six. <laughs> like, watch this. Uh, 62, Batman, Tim Burton, 89, Jack Nicholson is the Joker, mm-hmm. 71%. What do people not love about that movie? I it's can watch that Prince. movie again and again. It's got to be Prince's music. <laughs> it's a great soundtrack. It's got to be Prince's music. If a man is considered guilty <laughs> for what goes on in his mind. I was all I was all about bat dance. I loved bat dance. Uh, and I was just doing that just to Keep try busting. to get a rise out of you. I don't know. Maybe just because nowadays it feels campy compared to today's stuff. But I guess I, I just I, don't know. I, I think it's the king of those four movies by a million. Nicholson's Joker is not anything less than brilliant. I, I don't know. I wonder, I, like, maybe if people are watching it now, uh, you and I are on the older side of the fandom spectrum here. I wonder if you got these people that have grown up with the MCU and whatnot going back and watching this and wondering, why the hell's this so, maybe. you know, Revel? Why is this maybe. so, you know, people just maybe the younger generation doesn't understand our connection with it, damn it. Trust who do you? <laughs> Uh, number 61. Seth, Seth, I just want you to know you're my number one <laughs> my guy. Number one. I love that. I love that. It's Jack Palance. <laughs> I love it. Love Good it. old Bob the Goon. Uh, number 61, The Wolverine. Very underrated movie there. That's the one where he goes to Japan and he dreams about killing uh, Jean Grey, which ties into X Men Last Stand which I believe is ranked higher. How? I, I'm not really quite sure. Maybe the ending of this movie ruins it for people when you get Don't into quote typical. Me on that. I haven't gone all the way to the top, but. When you, when you go and look at the end of this movie, like this movie has a theme until you get to the end where you get to the typical superhero battle uh, and you're overly CGI'd and maybe that took people out of it. But up until that final scene, that last act, phenomenal movie. That's a great movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. But I think that 62 and 61, the Bat- Batman and the Wolverine are better than number 60, Iron Man 2. Yep, yep. Number Which 59, is- The Amazing Spider-Man. Ooh. I, I don't, Iron Man 2 to me was just, that was Marvel's commercial for, hey, the Avengers is coming up, stay tuned. But that's uh, better than Iron Man 3. 
Iron Man 3 is the worst of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. See, I actually like Iron Man 3 better than Iron Man 2. The only thing that's redeeming about Iron Man 3 is that that kid comes to the funeral in Endgame. See, I like... Uh, and I someone like, had uh, to tell me that, because there's no you way... You actually had to have uh, Tony Stark figure things out on his own without the tech, and I liked that character uh, you know, analysis there, where Iron Man 2, they didn't go all the way with the drunk Tony Stark storyline there. Uh, very disappointing. No demon in a bottle storyline for us. And I mean, I, we did get Black Widow, though, so I can't complain too much. The, you did. And um, I didn't like Iron Man 3 because I didn't like Ben Kingsley being Iron Man's greatest comic book villain and then just being a, an actor. In essence, Marvel saying, well, he's too hokey. He's he can't be a real. Villain. Well, you, I don't know if you've heard the rumor that Shang-Chi will be bringing him in. So, yeah. You know, I don't know. We'll see. I it's didn't do over like get Ben else Kingsley did, to but... show up when the, the when the real Mandarin shows up and he goes, "Wait a minute, I played him." Yeah, I th- I I would be okay with that. I I didn't hate the twist like others did, but I can see why people were upset. If you're a traditionalist, oh, that was movie. pretty uh pretty upsetting. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man just it. It was it was pushed by Sony. It, it was on the heels of the Dark Knight. They were trying to make dark and mysterious with his parents. Mystery. Uh, Andrew Garfield's fine. He didn't do mm. anything wrong. That's like my standard Hall of Justice line. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds was great as Green Lantern. It's not his fault. He fought a cloud. Wow. It's the same same thing. Andrew Garfield. There's he was fine. He looks like uh, Ultimate Spider Man from right. the comic book. The Brian I Bendis. It. I liked the the costume. Yep. But obviously that's not going to save the movie. Uh, the one thing they got right compared to the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans is that this Spider-Man trash-talked when he was fighting crime. Yeah. Where the other one just kind of made some quips here and there. Andrew Garfield's just kept talking. And, and that, to me, is the Spider-Man from the comics. But nothing else worked. But it's still, it's another origin. And it was the same story being told. And yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Just didn't, I agree. It didn't work. All right. Uh, 58 Sky High. Never saw. I never saw it, which is probably going to anger some people that we haven't seen this movie. I, I don't know who's angered. Um, some, people that seem to love that movie really love that movie, I've noticed. Okay. Uh, yeah. 57 Megamind from DreamWorks. Never saw it. I saw that one. I think it's probably too high on this list. Will Ferrell. It's ranked number 73. Uh, no, 73%. Uh, 50, number 57. Yeah, I think it's too high. I mean, it's 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 entertaining, but it's a kids movie. Uh, number fifty six, V for Vendetta. I didn't hate that. No, no, I think that should be higher. Maybe higher. not top twenty five, but it should be higher. Agreed. Uh, fifty five, Defendor. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. I don't even know if I've even heard of this. I I never saw it. Cat Dennings is in it though. Cat Dennings. She of Wandavision fame now. Yeah, Darcy's in it. Wow, Darcy. <laughs> the greatest tweet but now that uh after episode six spoilers uh darcy's in the hex mm-hmm. and they show her in her two broke girls costume and they go this is how she's going to show up on the show <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome that'd be absolutely that would awesome. be amazing all right number 54 this is a movie i i adore uh it's flawed it's very flawed superman returns Remember the first time I met Brandon Rouse, I was peeing next to him in Philadelphia. Nice. It's weird wow, the things a, you remember. That's a random thing that that <laughs> the Wizard World Philadelphia Comic Con men's room because I have a Wizard World men's room Comic Con story. 
<laughs> Does it involve like tapping your foot or? It sort of. It, it, oh. So, so Odd. I was sent there. I was. It, this is another Todd McFarlane reference. This is way before I had anything to do with Wizard, mm. and. I was asked to go to Wizard Comic Con and we set up the interview with Joe Casada there. Yeah. So this is 2004, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was early and I go to the men's room and the men's room had people lined up, but not like out the door. Like it was a, a small line, like right. five people in. Wait so for like a urinal to open up or something. What you do, what you yeah. do when you're standing there is you look at the stalls to see if any of them are empty yeah and you see the first guy had sneakers the second guy had some kind of boots the second third guy had loafers and the fourth guy had spider-man's feet (laughs) and i just went what and he came out and his costume was all undone but he kept his mask on and i just thought wow he's staying in character and i'd never been to a comic-con before (laughs) And he washes his hands and he can't zip up his the back of his uh-huh. thing. And the guy behind me just goes, I can't watch this. <laughs> and he goes over to him and he zips up the back of Spider-Man's costume. And the guy goes, thanks. And he goes, sure thing, Spidey. And he runs out. That's and awesome. Like, That's weird. We could probably exchange stories all day. I'll keep this one short, but your your uh, on again, off again host Victor, he and I used to host costume contests together for Wizard yes. World. And there was one time we were crisscross in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and we were trying to put our clothes on backwards and we were both having trouble buttoning up our butts because our clothes were on backwards, our jeans and everything. So very awkwardly in a very overcrowded bathroom, here we are helping each other out in a stall trying to get our costumes on. I'm sure it looked horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I will say this, back to our list here. I love uh, Superman Returns. I don't love the kid storyline. Uh, story I know yeah. that t- ticked a lot of people off. But the fight scene at the end, when Luther's got the kryptonite everywhere and he beats the living snot out of out of Superman, I thought Brandon Routh was great. I thought he embodied Christopher Reeve. The film embodied the Christopher Reeve movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they were very hard to do, and I I didn't love Kate Bosworth. I thought Kate Bosworth and the kid were the weak links, but yeah. I thought it was a great movie. Kate, I don't know, just looked way too young for the role, uh, in my right. opinion. And, it's not, and that's nothing against her. She just has good genes and she just looks young. Uh, I think I, if I recall properly, when this movie came out, people had a problem with it because it wasn't action packed enough. Yeah, th- those people didn't watch it. If you watch that movie, you'll, you'll, you'll see. But I think at that point, we were starting to get spoiled with some really action heavy movies. And, and so, I don't know. It, it's much like the first three episodes of WandaVision. It's not what people expected. So people start turning against it and, Superman Returns still holds up if, as long as you realize it's not a powerhouse film. And you compare that back, uh, uh, you know, up, up side by side with Man of Steel. It's seven times the movie. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Man of I think we probably still got Man of Steel coming up, don't we? <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, we do. And it's awful. Uh, <laughs> number 53, Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, does it change since WandaVision? We're up to 75% for both these movies, by the way. I think it's probably too high on the list. Not by much, but I think it's too high. Number 52. Uh, well, Age of Ultron, it introduces the Scarlet Witch. 
uh, you get uh, Vision. Yep. You get those characters out of there. Um, uh, Quicksilver dies, but there was a Quicksilver that was better in the X Men movies. <laughs> uh, it's good. I it, it I again I resaw it uh, after Wandavision. Uh, you know I, I rewatched that movie. Number um, number fifty two. Since we're all on this topic, that was one of my favorite lines from the newest episode of Wandavision. Yeah, Kick Ass because yep. uh, both uh, Quicksilvers are in Kick Ass. Yep. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is is in it. He was the the, the Quicksilver that died in Age of Ultron. <laughs> Uh, Matthew Vaughn made it. It's uh, 52. I saw it once. I was high. <laughs> I, I don't remember. You know, uh, I would say this is probably too low. Again, not by much. Uh, I'd probably knock it up a few uh, a few notches, but uh, that's what you can go back and revisit. Now, don't go see the sequel. I ignore that one, but watch this one again. And this was just fun. Well, here's the, the, the other thing about it. Um, the idea... You know, the idea that Kick-Ass and The Mask, which is number 51, are superhero movies. They're not like they're 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 called. This is superhero movies. The Mask is not a superhero. That's based on comic books. So that's a step in in the argument towards it being a superhero film. And in the comics, the different masks have had different purposes. And there have been superheroes in the past. Jim Carrey's. I don't know. He fights crime. So I guess. (laughs) <laughs> he's got more powers than batman uh 51 uh number 50 uh thor the first thor no how do you put thor above the mask come on they both have 77 <laughs> percent, by the way so how the hell do we get this tiebreaker i don't know what the tiebreaker is yeah. um but thor um i thought the asgard stuff was amazing yes i thought that when he you know becomes the fish out of water with uh natalie portman and kat dennings i was just like eh, okay <laughs> i can see that i uh if you're gonna pull gonna off to funny then to... pull off really funny like ragnarok see how you didn't have uh you you didn't like thor or excuse me hulk's arc uh in a lot of these movies i have a problem with thor's arc and we'll get to that when we get to ragnarok number 49 batman the movie okay the adam the west Okay. Yeah, it's the Batman 66 TV show. It's the movie that they made. Um, it's a really cute movie, and there's all the four villains in it, and uh, they turn them all into dust. <laughs> that's the, that's the, uh, the, um, the, the plot of it. Uh, yeah. there's, a, there's a bat boat and a bat. They're, they're all, they have a helicopter, I think, and yeah. Oh, yeah, there's the all kinds copter, of stuff yeah. stuff in it, yeah. but I, I like that you have all the villains uh, together, and that's the only appearance of Lee Merriweather as Catwoman. Uh, I, if anybody knows me, knows I love the Batman '66. And, and story about me for the longest time in elementary school, like uh, the TV channel, Nick at Night, well, like one of those channels, they would always show the Batman '66 from the five to six p.m. hour, and I refused to have dinner unless we had batman on a, on the tv for years for years i had to watch batman because that's how much i love it with that said this movie's got no character arc whatsoever no character no, development but it's, it's it's nostalgia and that's why it got yeah. ranked so high no one's yeah. gonna rank it poorly it's it, but again, it's way it's, too high though in all, that's in all this honesty. list is fun like some of these movies don't belong but it's just based on rankings it's fine it, I know. This is, i'm gonna lose a lot of sleep over all of this yeah i'm sure people are falling asleep listening to this um number 48 birds of prey that was the last movie i saw in a theater 
Oh, wow. Nice. nice. And it was awful. See, I didn't hate this movie. I, I thought it had the feel of the characters. Was it exactly what we got from the comics? No, but I'm not that guy that wants print to to uh, screen. I, I remember one line I had from the podcast that we did about this, and I said flat out, Margot Robbie has to be more um, stingy when she approves scripts because she's a really talented actress. She had just been in that uh, Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yep. Uh, she was amazing in I, Tanya. She was, I mean, she's she's great in everything she is. Uh, but this movie, it's it's rated R, so there's gore just for the sake of gore. But it, in the middle of a fight scene, they put on roller skates. I, I, I don't understand who the demographic is for this movie. I don't know if you try it. <laughs> I, I, it's like I you're just trying to get the psychedelic 16 year old uh, who's it. on Snapchat. I, I, this movie made no sense to me. See, so, so this is going to be one of those things as I uh, continue on, hopefully you'll have me on in more episodes moving forward. I'm very optimistic towards this stuff. I have a different perspective than a lot of professionals like yourself here. And this is one of those movies that's just fun. If you want what you saw in the comics, you want depth of character, you ain't going to get that here, obviously. Uh, but I like I could watch this movie and not be bored, and okay. that's saying something. Okay, um, I you know we were we were saying a couple episodes ago. It's been a long time since I've been in the movie theater, probably Endgame, where I was in a movie theater when I was like, oh my god, uh, Spider Verse maybe. Right, but the then you have to keep in mind not all movies are meant for the same purpose. It's like not all ball players are going to be home run champions. This one's not going to be a grand slam. As long as you realize that going in, it helps. Yeah, this is a foul ball. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more of the Hall of Justice. But first, I have to tell you about another podcast I do. And yeah, we talk about it from time to time. But anybody who knows my career knows it's a sports broadcasting career. Yes, I love the Hall of Justice so much. I also started a podcast that is called Sports with Friends. It's a play on words because my mother always played words with friends. And I thought, wouldn't it be neat to see if I have as many friends in the industry that could come on a show and be open and honest and have a friendly chat? So I started the podcast and said every guest is a friend. But then I found out that some of my friends are in PR and they book guests for the show They've asked me to put people I'm just meeting. So now every guest is a friend or a friend of a friend. We play Jewish geography. Some of the past guests on this show can be really close friends like Dave Softy Mahler or Andrew Siciliano. And some of them are big icons that are also friends. Ken Griffey Jr. thinks he made my career. Martin Brodeur, the best goalie in the history of the NHL. And we also tackle big topics. We'll find out about cord cutting for a sports fan or the life and death of Kobe Bryant. And then there was Nancy Lieberman's appearance. What a story she had to tell. And then there's Eli Manning, who's been on the podcast five times and counting. All I know is if you listen to Sports with Friends, you'll hear some great guests, you'll hear so many stories, and you'll feel like you know not only them, but me. Check out Sports with Friends wherever you can get your podcasts. And if you're listening to this one, I guarantee you, you'll find Sports with Friends right there.
it's a number 47 double. is uh in my opinion the worst uh marvel movie made uh iron man 3 uh shane black this is where uh ben kingsley plays a fake mandarin i think it's awful yeah, I I still think it's too high. I'll agree with you on that one. I think that's what you're implying uh, here, but I don't know. I I, I liked it. I uh, I didn't hate the movie. I didn't love the movie, uh, but I liked it. Guy Pierce, I think, was underappreciated, undervalued, underused, maybe in this movie. Um, I don't know. It's it's odd. I think by then, two movies and the Avengers to then take Tony away from the armor was a bold move. And I think there could have been probably some more mystery behind it. There could have been more. I have a problem with Pepper getting powers and then Pepper doesn't have powers and anything else. Gwyneth Paltrow in in armor just (laughs) made no sense. It's it's bad. There's definitely questionable decisions there, but I still like it more than Iron Man 2 for some reason. And they had already, they had already bought, uh, Disney had already bought Marvel and they had a Dora the Explorer watch. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm just like, come on, Mickey Mouse watch. What are you doing? Like, uh, come on. Uh, number 46, a movie I thought was great. And I, I just I don't know how many clunkers. I, I think that uh, Iron Man 3 may be the worst, highest ranked on this list because there's not a lot okay. of bad ones left. Uh, Captain Marvel, 46. I think it could be higher. 79% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I dug it. I dug the, the prequel aspect of it. I love her friend uh, Rambo, and and now the the little daughter is on WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how she played into uh, Endgame. Although I've told the story many times on the podcast, um, when Endgame was filmed, Captain Marvel had not been, and right. Samuel Jackson had not been signed. So the storyline of having Nick Fury in Captain Marvel hadn't happened. I still think you have to go back while you're filming Captain Marvel and shoot a scene between Captain Marvel and Nick Fury at Tony Stark's funeral. They, they, they are reunited for the first time. Right. And you have to see them for 30 seconds. Your movie's already three hours long. Like <laughs> two extra minutes is not going to kill you. And you should have shoehorned that in. I know why they didn't do that because when they filmed that scene, Captain Marvel hadn't been filmed, but you have to go back. You had plenty of time to go back and you have to insert in those two guys in, you know, they told the story about how they filmed that funeral scene in Endgame, how none of them are in the same place. Right. Yeah. You, you put Captain Marvel and Nick Fury together for 30 seconds and say, it's good to see you. Like, I never thought you'd come. Well, I, I'm okay with it not being an end game as long as it's still to come. Like we know we're getting a Captain Marvel sequel. Right. If we find out what happened after that moment, or if we get to see that moment, I'm okay waiting. Now, if we have this end game moment and there is no follow-up, then yeah, Seth, go ahead. Unleash your inner rage Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, number 45, Batman Returns. It's higher than, than uh, um, the original Batman. That doesn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> but it's not a bad movie by any stretch. No, no. Michelle Pfeiffer is amazing. Christopher Walken is hysterical. Danny DeVito is brilliant. It's just great. It's all goodness. Yeah. It's, a, it's an outstanding movie. Uh, how it's higher than the first one and so 
so like there's such a large gap between that one and the the other batman just shocks me but at least there's some love for this one here agree uh 44 another great movie captain america the first avenger uh it's a flashback movie and you know you know where it goes a lot of people say their favorite part is when he uh, awakens from the ice at the very very end in the mm. present day uh, i would have liked to have more than that uh i would have liked to have had a little more of his life on earth in present yeah. day setting up his appearance in the avengers yeah um because you don't know much about him when he's in the avengers and i thought you could have but that was my only criticism uh yeah. some of the stuff in the flashbacks i mean most of it was just plain brilliant the scene where he gets his powers is absolutely outstanding and the cgi scrawny steve rogers to buff steve rogers loved it yeah i am looking forward to the what if episodes and then yes. Haley atwell becomes uh the new Captain super soldier yeah yeah that's yeah. awesome um number 43 hellboy Ron i think that's Perlman. fair i think that's fair yeah did yeah. you never see that no i saw it i saw it oh, once okay. didn't it didn't have a major impact on me okay i like ron perlman <laughs> <laughs> i don't have if you could just see seth's face right now it's just like yeah it's a movie it's, it's a, a thing movie. it was a movie uh 42 i loved uh x-men 2000 yes. the first x-men uh famke jansen gene gray i mean come on yeah. <laughs> thank god seth's sitting down right now i mean please uh, uh and who's the girl anna paquin played rogue yep, yep. Uh, she was great halle berry was storm with an accent that she loses by x2 <laughs> that seems to happen in these uh marvel, marvel movies, movies. <laughs> but uh i like this one it's certainly not perfect but i the x-men were my jam growing up that was my yeah. favorite so to finally see it realized on the big screen was and was huge and most of the casting was perfect and it's a great homage to the animated series of the 90s yeah so much of that is taken from there it's great uh 41 uh at 82 percent ant-man i'm kind of shocked that was 82 percent I, I thought that was better yeah yeah i, I, say, was, I, don't, I think great. that's fair i think that's a fair spot for it i don't know if i'd put it above x-men necessarily because ant-man takes a little while to really pick up but i'm not complaining i like it uh I hate to say this, but I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I never saw the Crow. That's number forty. I love the Crow. Uh, don't worry about any in, of the sequels. I was in college, didn't care. This one, I, I love this movie. This one should be higher. Uh, this one, to me, is a top twenty-five. It's just, it's well acted. It's well done. It's, it's brutal. Talk about great soundtracks. Oh yeah, this one's great. Uh, Dark Man, uh, number thirty-nine. I saw it. I remember it was in nineteen ninety. I was a kid. I saw it. <laughs> it was good. He was able to clone body parts. I remember uh, Liam Neeson was in it. It's I think this was ahead of its time. I don't think it was appreciated then. I think they could actually get away with it better now. Fair. Uh, number 38, Batman Begins. Yeah, I love this movie. I love I love the Christopher Nolan trilogy, which I know Dark Knight Rises divides some people, but uh, this one Dark is a solid. I, this is number three, though, of those three. Really? Yeah. I would put this one number two. I, I like the the origin take on it without it being oh it's another Batman origin. It's like you actually got to see the training this time, and I don't know. I kind of I, I dug that, and I like that Scarecrow. I liked uh, the inclusion that he was uh, among the first villains and not you know Joker like every other time. All right, thirty seven. We're getting uh, pretty high now here. Uh, thirty seven. Deadpool two. Um, too high. <laughs> too high. Yeah, I, I didn't like the. I, I don't like angry cranky deadpool 
and killing Marina Baccarin didn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, they tried it. They, they, it was shocking. You're watching it for the first time. You're like, oh, wow, yeah. they, they went there. And, of course, they undo it. But, uh, you know, it was all right. I just felt a lot of the jokes were the exact same jokes from the first kills movie. Ryan Reynolds <laughs> looking at the Green uh-huh. Lantern script. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The end credit stuff was was amazing. Oh, my but, God. Uh, uh, 36. Although- uh, one of the best Batman movies ever. Uh, best batman anything uh 36 is batman mask of the phantasm which i saw in theaters in 1993 i think i did too but i didn't appreciate it as much then as i do now so it's such a great movie and it totally holds up um the fact that the joker's in it but he's not the main antagonist Mm -hmm. uh is brilliant uh it's so good it's uh, such a <laughs> crowning moment for that that whole show and everybody who did it yep. and uh oh everything was amped up <laughs> and the animation was that once much again better. be oh. happy seth's sitting down right now everybody. oh my god mask of the phantasm is as good as it gets uh number 35 arguably the best x-men movie x2 I love this movie. This, love this is in my top five in my personal top five superhero movies. Agreed. This one's too low. Agreed. Uh, number 34, Deadpool. Again, too low. Too low. I agree. This one this is first Deadpool is 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 original, unique, fascinating. Uh, it had drama, it had comedy, it's everything. And somehow lower than Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, that's with Kurt Russell. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no thanks. Daddy issue Guardians of the Galaxy. Hard pass. Uh 33. <laughs> uh 32, Infinity War. I think this is too low. Well, I remember when we reviewed this on the podcast and I criticized the end of it. Now, how dare you? It completely pays off in Endgame because they go two thirds of the movie before these guys come back. But the snap was anticlimactic to me. Don't forget, it's in the same year. You're anticlimactic to me. It's it's after um, DC got crushed for killing Superman when that was the dumbest thing in the world. It had no drama. Like you, who didn't know that Superman was coming back? I mean, come on. It's the same thing. You had just made Black Panther. You just acquired the rights to super Spider-Man. You weren't killing these guys. And I thought it was so weird at the end. Like I thought the vision death, I thought everything was kind of there and you could have ended it. And then he snaps them all. And again, I take I don't take it all back because as a standalone movie, I didn't love the ending. I thought the ending was all out, all over the place, but it pays off so well in Endgame. I love the ending, even as a standalone movie, that sometimes the good guys don't always win, which, of course, down the line, we found out the good guys won. But uh, I love the snap. I love this movie. I, I love how it all came together. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of convenience in this movie, but eh, it's a superhero movie. There's always convenience. Such a good superhero movie, though. Yeah. It's such a good movie. Uh, 31, Hellboy 2. I never saw. I never saw Hellboy 2. It's, it's not bad. I, I can't believe this one's higher than Mask of the Phantasm or Deadpool. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, same for X-Men First Class. I liked it, but it's not better than X2. I agree. I, I I love this movie as well, but it's not better next to Okay. 29, Superman 2. That's the Richard Lester version, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's not great. 
he throws a magic <laughs> S. <laughs> but the three bad guys from Krypton, I love that. Uh, he tricks him. He says, you were safe in there. Well, we were out there. <laughs> Yeah, I hate to say it, this is too high, but it's an enjoyable film. Ah, oh, when and Richard Lester added all the goofy parts, and now I know that I didn't know that when I was a kid. When mm-hmm. they're driving, and he says, "I can't eat beans. I come out in a rash if I eat beans," and I'm just like, "What are they talking about?" <laughs> uh, Twenty-eight Captain Underpants. I never saw. Ah, neither, neither have I. No. Okay, you got kids. What's your excuse? My, I know every princess movie ever okay, made. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I probably and, have kids too, but I just haven't met them yet. And the greatest, <laughs> the greatest uh, superhero comic book princess movie, Cinderella 3. Ooh. Um, Cinderella in time. They go back in time and they make it so the slipper doesn't fit. Do they really do that? Wow, I was just guessing. And it's totally, <laughs> it's time travel. It's, it's such wow. a comic book movie. I had no idea. And my kids loved the first one and they didn't really care for the second or the third, but I liked the third. So, so like I make them kids, watch it. My five, you know, when they were five, they, they're so much older now, but when they were five, they would go with Cinderella and I, I'd put on Cinderella three. But not this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should still make them do it. <laughs> I, I totally remember that. And I remember going to Disney World and meeting Cinderella. And as we were waiting, I kept telling my kids I was going to embarrass them going, did you really go back in time? Did you fix it all? Nice. <laughs> uh, 26, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Again, no, we actually skipped number 27. So, huh? Oh, I, I'm so sorry. Oh, so How sorry. dare you? You got so caught up in Cinderella 3. Yeah, I did. I went back in time. <laughs> uh, 27, 27, yep. The Dark Knight Rises. I thought With- it was epic. I thought it was fantastic. My one criticism of that movie is uh, he breaks his back and he comes back in like two hours, in, in 15 minutes. He had an energy drink. He's good to go. I, that I didn't get. Uh, yeah. Not only does he come back from a debilitating back injury, but he can jump that thing. And I'm just like, already? Yeah, I mean, who doesn't do that? For Come a film on, grounded Seth. in realism. For a film grounded in realism, that was a pretty spectacular. That would have been a good cliffhanger for a two-part movie. Right, right. And it just, and then he comes back, and then it's snowing, and he puts the costume back, and he's just, he's back. Yeah, know. he's good. I didn't know about that that whole storyline with that Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I liked how it, it ended, though. I liked, you know, when they're in the restaurant and how Michael Caine always wanted him to find peace. And it wasn't open ended. It just was kind of, you know, it was a, a finale and it was mm-hmm. a great finale. It was brilliant. I thought Bane was scary as good bejesus. And Marion Cotillard is amazing uh, as Talia. Let me let me ask you this uh, side uh, side question here. Do you think we'll ever see any of those characters in the in the new multiverse? I would love it. I would yeah. love it. I would love it. Ah, oh, the the Bane. Oh. You think Christian Bale will ever come back for a cameo? No. No. <laughs> no, he's with Marvel now. He's moved on. Yeah, he uh no. I I don't see it. Yeah. I would love it, but I don't see it. He was and the such other a character great... before him, yeah. He was such a great Bruce Wayne. He was such a great 
and Morgan Freeman was such a great Lucius. And it, yeah. it's just a great, it's a really great film. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great movie. I agree. Um, no, too low. Uh, but Ant-Man and the Wasp, too high. It's good. It's a good movie. Um, but it's too low. I agree with that. I agree. And with it, that. It, it really ties into Infinity War. Yeah. It was you're wondering like a why. That. Yeah. You're wondering why they, um, they, how are we uh, going to get our characters he, back? Right. Why he wasn't in Infinity War was because uh-huh. he was under house arrest. Yeah. And then he goes into the quantum realm and then he, he, um, he gets he stuck there because they all turn to feathers. Where Michelle Pfeiffer's character cannot navigate the quantum realm. So they still got some questions to answer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 25, Big Hero 6. Uh, that's not a super, I never thought of it as a superhero movie. It's fine. There, there are some superpowered stuff in there, though. I mean, and, and to I, me, this is a, a great movie. This is an underappreciated movie. That's fair. That's fair. It's good. It's just, it's, it's, to me, it's not a, uh, it's not a, the room not, gets dusty. Yeah. Uh, 24, Doctor Strange. Too high. Our review of Doctor Strange, our most listened to podcast in 2018. Oh, yeah. Nice. And I was, and I was floored to find that out. Okay. And what did you think of it in your original review? I remember liking it. I remember okay. liking it, um, thinking favorably, but I don't know about 89%. And it's not better than Dark Knight Rises, Superman 2, First Class, Infinity War, Guardians. Yeah. It, it just doesn't fit where it is, but it's good. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. And uh, Cumberbatch is great. Yeah. Uh, 23 is Spider-Man. The first one. The first one. The, the first, Toby first Maguire one. first one. With the green uh, goblin, couldn't move his mouth. <laughs> the armored green goblin, yes, <laughs> the iron goblin. Uh, but that's still I, some great scenes with uh, with uh, Macy Gray. The scene with uh, with mm-hmm. Kirsten Dunst when he's upside down, it was great. I mean, uh, if we didn't have this movie, we wouldn't have the the superhero films we have right. now. Right, right. You don't get Spider Man without the X Men, but you you get without Spider Man, you don't get the Marvel universe. They yeah. No way. Yeah, so this one's important. So I'm glad this one's where it's at. Uh, Winter Soldier, Captain America, Winter Soldier. I think it's pretty fair where it is. Number 22. I'd put, I'd say this is too low. I would put it in the teens. I'd put this in the teens. I think this is such a solid movie that is well-contained as its own thing, yet obviously builds a bigger picture. And I love how it affected Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the time. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, that was so cool. And it was a disclaimer. Don't watch. Don't yeah, <laughs> don't watch rem- this episode unless you remember seen that. Winter Soldier. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Um, number 21. Again, I don't think of this as a superhero movie, but the Lego Batman movie. Um, Michael Sarah is brilliant in it. <laughs> and my kids, we have a, a great joke. The, the opening of that scene where it says every movie that's great opens with a black screen. And anytime we go to press play on a movie and it starts with a black movie, black screen, we always go, every movie starts with a black screen. Um, so and then good. it ends, every movie ends with a white screen. <laughs> and it's Will Arnett, it's hysterical. I love this movie. I watched it with my parents. My dad loved it. My mom hated this movie. Oh, she does awesome. not get this humor at all. And it was equally amusing watching her reactions of disgust to this and movie it's, and it's like a visual like cornucopia of colors like oh yeah 
it's it's all over the place it, it's it's great lego's been on fire the last decade i would say yeah uh number 20 x-men days of future past i love that movie love that movie it's I it's rare to find somebody else that loves this movie like i do you love this movie too right i, I do i, I absolutely do great. i love the meeting of the generations i like the story they told and Again, they try to change things that they didn't follow up on, but that's not this movie's fault. Right. That's the whole universe. Apocalypse now and and the and 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 all the yeah dark. Like Mystique taking Hugh Jackman at the end of the movie. There was no follow up to that at all. Yep. But I love this, and really, Wolverine's the only guy in this universe that made sense to send back in the past. Yep. A guy who gets older and looks younger as he does it is son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And, you know, the animated series, the comic book are, you know, brilliant guides for this. They tweaked it just enough. The fight scene in the beginning of it when they're fighting the Sentinels. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, it's so good. Uh, yeah. It's brilliant. Uh, it's just brilliant. Uh, but ahead of it on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> Shazam. I sense some sarcasm there. Ah, please. Why is that movie in Philadelphia? You got Metropolis, Gotham City, Coast City, Central City, Star City, Philadelphia. What happened to Fawcett City from the comic books? Like what? And why is it when he was Billy Batson, was he Mr. Brooding? And when he was <laughs> Zach Levy, he was very happy. <laughs> it's a weird movie. I, I feel like you have like repressed anger towards this movie. No, we movie. did a good review of that movie. We did a review. <laughs> oh, that's a great Victor story. We both, through total flukes, got these passes to see this movie like a month early. Okay. So we were like jacked up because we both like it's it's not awful, but it's it's right. It's you know reviewable, and we reviewed it, and people on social media were like, "What the hell? Like this movie's not out for three weeks. What are you doing with a spoiler review of a movie? Like no one saw this." So. We, as an apology, re-released the review four mm. weeks later. Okay, and, right. uh, and 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 that one did better. So that that's just my memory of Shazam. That and I didn't understand why every city in DC is <laughs> is a DC city except for Shazam because he's in Philadelphia. What's wrong with Philadelphia? Nothing's wrong with Philadelphia. Are Give you disrespecting Philadelphia? Fawcett City. You just you just lost a whole portion of your audience from Philadelphia. Yeah, from Philly. Yeah. <laughs> um, number eighteen, uh, Captain America: Civil War. I mean, Avengers. I, I, I could argue Civil this War. is the best one. Like, this is such a great movie. There's nothing wrong with this movie. The fight is not <laughs> staged. It's it's built up over movie over movie over movie over movie. The argument between Tony and Cap was real. Mm. Um, it's not directly from the comic book, but it's close. And it's genius. And the way they tied in Ultron, the Sokovia Accords, and that made sense. And ah, I love it. Spider-Man's I, first appearance in the Black MCU. Panther. Black Panther's great acting. I mean, yep. you, you talk about Chadwick Boseman. When we did our tribute to him, the mm. two best Black Panther scenes are not in Black Panther. Okay. It's the scene when his father dies in Civil War mm-hmm. and the scene where he comes back and he winks at uh, Steve Rogers. Yeah. Well, like I got this, and it's the best acting. Like he doesn't say a word, and he's just, mm. I got this, and and, and like Steve talking. Rogers exhales, like huh. 
And and those are the two best Black Panther moments. And it's not in the Black Panther film. And I remember when Chad Bo- Chadwick Boseman died, we all ran to see uh, Black Panther. But if you see Civil War and Endgame, those are the two literally best Chadwick Boseman scenes. That is scene in Infinity Ward where he's telling everybody what to do. He goes, yeah. Get this man a shield. <laughs> this movie's so important to the MCU for so oh, many reasons. So good. It's so good. It's 90 on, on Rotten Tomatoes. But that's the thing. 90 on Rotten Tomatoes. These are the movies that are 90, right? Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Captain America Winter Soldier, Lego Batman, Days of Future Past, Shazam, and Civil War are all 90. Yep. That's just weird. <laughs> it's and it just... loses out to number 17, T-Titans Go, Go to the, the movies, movies, which is a great movie. Uh, it's uh, Stan Lee's last cameo. Yeah. When he goes, what am I doing in a DC movie? <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, it's it's brilliant. Every I, I love the Teen Titans Go series. I think it's hysterical. I watch it now still. My favorite episode is when LeBron James is in it. Mm. Um, I just, I love this and I love the concept and I love the one where uh, the sequel to this, which is Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. Yeah, I I enjoyed this movie. I don't know if it's number 17 worthy, but it should be lower, but it's a great movie. But it's an enjoyable movie for sure. Number 16 is Marvel's Avengers, the first one. And the only thing I'd say to that is it's pretty hard to find a lot of flaws with that movie. It's it's a movie where you got six franchises combined. And and, I mean, it's a big deal. It just showed that the Marvel approach worked now that every studio is trying to copy this. And again, like you said, if you have nitpicks about this movie, that's all it is, is just nitpicks. Like nitpicks. Captain America's costume bothers me. That's a nitpick. That's nitpicky. Right. Agreed. (laughs) That's very nitpicky. Agreed. It's a great movie. Uh, Number 15 is Spider-Man Far From Home. That's the sequel. That's the one after Endgame. Correct. Where he's mourning the loss of uh, Iron Man. The official end of uh, phase three. Yes. And I, I mean, I've said this a thousand times on this podcast, but not to you. Nothing against Tom Holland. He's a great actor. But this Peter Parker is dumb and dumb and dumb and dumb. <laughs> and he's the accidental hero. He never gets the, the, the moment, you know, in, in Endgame, he needed to have Scarlet Witch take the thing, the, the gauntlet. Uh, he couldn't finish it, and it just he's just a me- he, he's the guy who cried. He's just not heroic. He's not the Spider-Man from the Tobey Maguire films. He's not the Spider-Man from the 90s animated film. He's this kid who is just dumb as dumb gets. He was the, <laughs> he literally the only human being that didn't realize that Mysterio was a bad guy, and it just, come on. It was I- so stupid. It seems like he's going to be around a while. The Spider-Man's going to be around a while. And if he continues to learn and grow as a character, if then does, I don't mind. Then great. Then great. Right. But in this, he's he he's not. He's the accidental hero. He's he's rather aloof. I'll agree with that. Everything gets him. Just, this is this is too high. Number 15 is too high. 15 is too high. I agree. Uh 14 Guardians of the Galaxy is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh for D-list comic book characters, it's right? a great movie. Yeah, like this was a gamble. It's it's hard to r- look back and remember that this was Marvel's biggest gamble after the first Iron Man movie. Right. Who the hell are these guys? Now they're household names, but back then, 
a talking tree and a talking raccoon. I don't know how that's going to work out. And it works. And uh, they're, they're so great in it. Um, it it's, it's, it's just fantastic. There's so much good in, the, in this movie. Uh, I think it's great right where it is. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Now, everything I said about the first Spider-Man about tom holland applies to this but michael keaton's amazing in this movie um and tom holland's just dumb he he's constantly things just happen to him and uh, it's just it's a great creative it's a really creative movie but Mm. it's not a but the the, how about this the movie right above it so it's 92 percent on rotten tomatoes 93 percent on rotten tomatoes spider-man 2 yeah. Give me that subway scene. Just give me that subway scene. And he's giving it everything. And yeah. does Tom Holland ever do that? No, no, he doesn't. And again, we can hope that changes moving forward. But Spider-Man 2 is so good. His relationship with Doc Ock, Alfred Molina, uh, outstanding in this movie, which I, I look forward to him being in the next Spider-Man movie to some extent, as we know. Uh, but this one, this one was great because he didn't have to stop for the origin story again you just hit the ground running spider-man screwed up his own relationship with mary jane so she's starting to get close to the best friend and who doesn't love a good love triangle i mean this movie just hit everything i completely agree it's it's such such a great movie uh number 11 incredibles 2 i'll give you the incredibles i'm not taking incredibles 2 i didn't love incredibles 2 I liked it better than I thought it was going to after what a 16 year gap between movies. I liked it better than I thought I was going to, but number 11 is too high. Right. But again, it's just based on the rankings and just, there's nobody yeah. who said, ah, oh, this movie stinks. It's 93%. <laughs> uh, number 7% 10 is a brilliant did. movie. Number mm-hmm. 10 is, is a movie I need to see more of uh, the, the, the top 10 are just, they're, they're all brilliant movies. Uh, Logan. Yeah. Uh, this just, one actually i would say it's too low it, which is hard to say that number 10 is too low for a movie a but movie. this movie like a deadpool changed things shows that you can do a serious r-rated superhero film that people are going to respect oh, it's, uh, respect is not even the word hugh jackman <laughs> is brilliant in this patrick stewart's amazing stephen merchant is amazing in this movie ah <laughs> oh, it's such a good movie yeah. um number nine thor ragnarok which I would have called it Thor on planet Hulk. Um, I just, I love this movie. It's great. It's hysterical. Um, but I think I love when he says, I know that guy. I work He's a friend work. from work. I uh, think this is a great movie. I don't think this is a good Thor movie. That's fair. That's, we talk about the story arc of characters. Thor was this pompous a-hole who didn't know of anything outside of Asgard in the first Thor. And by his third movie, now he's a wise cracking Spider-Man meathead yeah. that now has well, all because, the answers. Right. They, like, they played to Chris Hemsworth. Like they gave yeah. Chris Hemsworth what he wanted to be. A great movie. I like the dynamic between him and Thor, Bruce Banner and everything, but just not a good Thor movie. Yep. Uh, number eight, the uh, first Wonder Woman film. Just gorgeous, stunning, amazing. Gal Gadot's my hero. Hopeful. Um, I love this movie. And that's one good thing about DC movies and their characters. It, they always inspire hope from uh, from the audiences. And Wonder Woman was a great modern example of that. Uh, completely. I completely agree. Um, 
which then if you move into number seven, Superman from 1978, that too, a very inspiring movie. It's a, it's a brilliant movie. And, uh, you know, why'd you kiss me before you, 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 you took the kryptonite away? Well, you wouldn't let me if I, <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, and you know, the, the, the classic line, uh, you've got me, who's got you. And what's great about this movie is aside from the special effects, this movie holds up. Oh, totally. The sound Except for the guy that goes, man, that's a bad outfit. Woo! <laughs> Much like yours that you're wearing right now. <laughs> My Colorado Rockies hockey team. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, all right. Number six. Number six. Final stretch. Uh, the first Iron Man. And I've told this story on the podcast before. Uh, when the first Iron Man was being conceived, uh, my wife worked for Marvel. And I remember she came home to our apartment in New York City. This is way before we lived here. Uh, and said, Marvel's going to finance their own movie. And I said, oh, that's bold. And three <laughs> days later, she said, they're going to do Iron Man. And this is before Favreau, before Robert Downey. Uh -huh. And I just said, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's a boring character and you can't see his mouth. Yeah. He was a C-lister before the movie. Right. And they changed the origin just enough to make it modern and fresh to quote yep. Rotten Tomatoes. And it, 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 it deserves all its accolades. Huge gamble that paid off. Huge. This has been fun. Um, number five, uh, The Dark Knight. Uh, what can you say? It's a perfect movie. This is my number one, my personal yeah. number one. This is too low. Yeah, it's fair. I'm it's, pouting it, right now. This is too low. Although, the, although number one is pretty good. I mean, they're all pretty good too. But uh, this, yeah. this is everything. Like this shows the uh, you know the hero can overcome, but the hero will suffer loss. No hero's perfect. You got a villain who is scary because you don't know what the motives are. Uh, just like there's so much going on like Batman he crosses that line of morality of what he should and shouldn't do and uh, maybe it's a little long a little lengthy for some people but I love this movie if if it's on TV I do not you dare stop, turn it on stop otherwise yeah. I will not do anything else I know that means you just told on yourself though that means you still have cable <laughs> I, I get it free through the radio stations so. yeah because i i've never i've never turned on the tv and said oh this is on <laughs> it's it's on when i press play on hbo max or on uh, voodoo because i own it and like itunes or the, the, those movies cut the cord uh, all right well or free cord that's fair yeah. uh okay number four uh avengers endgame just an epic uh behemoth of a movie it's brilliant I, I agree. I, mean, I love this. I saw it five times at the theater. So uh, obviously uh, I, I, I liked something about it uh, as a standalone movie, though. I still don't know if it's really that complete, but as a culmination of three phases of Marvel movies, you can't ask for anything better. Uh, agreed. Agreed. I, I mean, it's just, it's just brilliant. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just all kinds of brilliant. Uh, it just, it took all these uh, epic films and it just brought them all together and made you love all these characters all over again. And, you know, the time travel stuff with the going back into the other Marvel movies was genius. And it was rewards, so smart. Rewards and, you for being a fan and paying attention. Yeah. 
Oh, it's just so smart. It's so, so good. Uh, number three, Black Panther. I mean, I don't know. Who did not rank this 100%? This is 96. <laughs> what, what is, is anybody's 4%? gripe against Black Panther? I, I mean, I don't, I don't It's a great 4% of people didn't like it. And how much you want to bet? I'm, I'm not trying to turn this uh, around too much, but how much you want to bet those were white people? White people that were just being racist <laughs> and just being schmucks. Yeah, Maybe. we don't need a movie of just black people. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you're right. You're right. It, it maybe. Um, that's great. It's just a, it's such an epic movie. All these movies are epic. Uh, number two though is The Incredibles, and it's a great movie, but it's too high. I'll agree with that. I still think it's a Endgame, top ten. Black Panther, The Dark Knight, Iron Man are all yeah. better movies than, than this. I mean, The Incredibles is great, family friendly. Uh, I love that Pixar did it. I love that Pixar revisited it. But two. Uh, uh. Yeah, it's no top 10 but not top two now the other aspect of this is the number one movie because it's also animated and i can't argue uh spider-man <laughs> into the spider-verse um i love this movie um this movie brought me to tears the first time it's a love letter to spider-man i have often said on this podcast when you watch it um the spider-man that dies is Tobey Maguire and the Spider-Man that gets old and fat that mentors uh, Miles, that's Andrew Garfield. And if you look <laughs> at it through that mar- that that prism, um, it's absolutely brilliant. And we just did the podcast with uh, Michael Lasker mm-hmm. uh, two episodes ago, 219. Uh, Mike Lasker, who is the visual effects supervisor on Into the Spider-Verse, and he was telling us just stuff about making it. And Phil Lord retweeted the podcast, which was really cool. And, oh, wow. Um, it's just a brilliant. It's, a, it's such a brilliant movie. I mean, it's 97%. Again, for to do a list like this, it would it'd definitely be in top 10. If you wanted to argue oh, yeah. Black Panther, Endgame, <laughs> Dark Knight, Iron Man, Superman, Wonder Woman, Ragnarok, Logan, I can't argue any of these. No, and every day I could probably argue different spots too. Like my mood will dictate where some of these fall. This one is d- definitely a top three to me. Uh, so I'm fine with it being number one. This movie, top to bottom, is outstanding. And everybody I've seen this movie with at home or at the theater, and I saw it three times at the theater, everybody was shocked with how good this movie is. And there's still people that haven't seen it that still think it's not worth the hype. It's worth the hype. It's, it's so good. It's just, it's just so good. The, all these movies are just so good. And what we hope you do is while you're listening to this, you say, you know what? I have uh, either HBO Max or Disney Plus. Between those two apps, the, all these movies are on there. Uh, Netflix has whatever doesn't. Um, yeah. They're all just gold. They're gold. Uh, Mo Lightning, it's so good to have you part of the family. You. You've always been uh, a, a part of this podcast. Thank you for doing this one. And we look to have you on again real, real, real soon. It's nice that I don't have to creep in the bushes anymore. I'm glad that you actually invited me into the door. (laughs) Uh, By the way, (laughs) if you uh, have any issues with this list, do me a favor. Just reach out to Rotten Tomatoes. We didn't make the list. (laughs) We just read the list. It was a lot of fun. Uh, We can announce, and we said it at the very top of the podcast, next week, Superman and Lois makes its debut on the CW and Tyler Hawkland is going to review the premiere with us here nice. on the podcast. Woo! So Tyler Hawkland, Tyler Hawkland, by the way, the third Superman on the podcast. 
The Jeez, first what? was George Newbern, the voice from Justice League. And the second was Dean Kane from a wizard con. <laughs> God, why don't you let other superheroes have the spotlight, Seth? Hey, man, Kevin Conroy's been on a bunch. We've had Batmans. We've had other guys, but Tyler Hoechlin and the story, and we'll tell the story next week on the podcast, how we're getting Tyler Hoechlin is so weird. It's such a small world, and uh, he's he looks great in the commercials. The show looks really different, and which is mm-hmm. all you could ask for is a different ta- take. It's not Lois and Clark redo- redone. It's not Supergirl with him in it. It's 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 different. And I'm I have very high expectations for as disappointing as Batwoman has been. Um, this looks this looks good. And I'm 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 hopeful. I'm hopeful. My bit of advice is don't screw it up. No, no, <laughs> we won't. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading and subscribing. We will see you next week on the Hall of Justice with Superman himself. Believe it or not, I'm walking on it.